The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Hi, everyone. It's Steven Schleicher from Majorspoilers.com, and we are about to have a very spoiler-filled discussion of Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens from uh, Walt Disney Studios and Lucasfilm. If you haven't seen the film, I would encourage you not to listen to this discussion. If you have seen the film and you want to hear people talk about all the uh, spoilers, and we're going to spoil the hell out of this, yeah. then please continue. Again, if you don't want spoilers... Do not listen to this episode until after you have seen Star Wars The Force Awakens. Now, with that out of the way, let's start the show. Welcome to the most important edition of Zach on Film we have ever done and possibly there ever will be. I am joined this week by the one and only Steven Schleicher. Hello. Hello, Steven. Across from me on this table of nerdiness is Rob. hi Hello, Rob. And next to me... The man who needs no introduction, but I will give him one in himself, as uh, Brian. Hello. Hello, Brian. Hi. Everyone, we just walked out of the theater. Yep. Uh-huh. And as has always happens, this is the way we've done this since we kind of first began these movie discussions. We mm-hmm. all go see the movie together, we all walk out, and we don't talk about the movie nope. until we sit down here. So mm-hmm. we are not sharing anybody's thoughts, we're not sharing reactions, we're not sharing anything until we hit record and you're listening to this literally... 15 minutes after the movie. Yes. I apologize. Zach and I cheated with one line right at the end of the movie. Oh, okay. Which was what? the what did the we end, say? The end huh? bit, just like in James Bond, where it says Han Solo will return in <laughs> episode eight. James, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, uh, how, how I wasn't ready to watch this again because I don't think I could handle it emotionally. Oh, really, yeah. Really. yeah, so a lot of, lot of big things in this. So yes. for, maybe we should just start with the, the uh, general... Brian, did you like it? Yes, I really liked it. Uh, Zach, did yes, you like it? Yes, I loved it so much. I have been waiting 31 years for this film. <laughs> 31 years. This was really good. I enjoyed the uh, heck out of it. And it is probably now my second or third most favorite Star Wars film. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It, it's oh, really far, good. Oh, man. Boy, yes. it's, yeah, it's oh, yeah. unbelievable. So give us a quick, uh, just a quick synopsis, a general overview, mm. Zach, for people who don't already know what this movie's about. <laughs> Great. Credits open. I cry. We I, get I, I was wondering. <laughs> no, seriously. Okay. I was wondering. I saw your hand go up to wipe something. I was like, yeah, I'm crying too. Okay. Because the minute... <laughs> the it's, only one. It's not the... Uh, it's uh. not... You know, we didn't have the 20th century uh, logo, which is fine. But yeah. the minute that Star Wars comes up, uh. I get a tear in my eye and I'm like, oh, yes, <laughs> this is going to be awesome. In the movie... Yeah. Just, I, I, I knew right uh. then and there... <laughs> Well, it's like, uh, 
I can't even talk about the story. I just want to be like, it's like we're watching Star Wars again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're so watching really Star Wars, and it's insane. So yeah. you know, there okay. are there are some spoilers if you've played uh, yeah. Star Wars Battlefront, the December second mm-hmm. DLC. Uh, was the Battle of Juku or oh, jo- really? Juku, which um, we saw Jack. 29 years later after Jakku? That's right. Um, in the in the DLC, which I haven't had a chance to play, and I kind of avoided it, even though I kind of knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. But the reason why we open up on on Jakku and we see um, all these star destroyers and ATATs or ATATs, I call them ATATs, mm-hmm. and uh, ships scattered all over is because this battle that you're playing in Star Wars Battlefront, mm, you nice. play that out as one of the DLC oh, packs. That's, cool. nice. yeah. that's awesome. <clears throat> so we're introduced. Yes. We are introduced to uh, Poe Dameron, who's been tasked to find mm-hmm. where Luke Skywalker is, and this yes. whole movie is about trying to find Luke and finding this missing clue mm-hmm. that will lead us to him. And the rumor is that he went off to find the f- the first Jedi Temple, mm-hmm. which. Man, if they, uh, you know, they got rid of all the expanded universe stuff, but there was a whole, uh, what was it, not Knights of the Old Republic, but there was a Dark Horse comic that looked at, like, the first Jedi Order Mm -hmm. uh, from, like, you know, that took place, like, a million years ago. I forget Uh, what the original, but it did end up being, uh, becoming Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so... It was a recent one, wasn't it? It was before Marvel took over, but yeah, it was like... Like, the reason it was canceled was because... Disney, yeah. got right. it. Yeah, Not- yeah. So yeah, so it was like four or five years ago. So we are introduced uh, to Poe Dameron, who has this piece. He needs to escape. He needs to save uh, Max von Sydow, who I don't even know <laughs> why he was in that movie, except no, that no. here's this old guy that has the clue to where uh, Luke is at. He hands it off to Poe Dameron, and then uh, uh, Captain Phasma and the First Order come mm-hmm. down and start killing everybody. Poe gives the clue to, our, uh, to BB-8, who goes running off into the dis- desert. Right. Mm-hmm. So, it looks like there's two factions. There is the Republic. There is right. the the law government that came up after the Empire died. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yet, there is a faction of people called the First Order who want to bring back something the, Empire, the Empire, something, yeah. something akin to the Empire. Right. And then you have the Republic supporting the resistance, uh, the resistance, resistance. to fight against the First Order. Right? Is that how it kind of makes sense? So it, it's like there's, it's like two, yeah, two splinter groups fighting against each other. It's very mm-hmm. interesting, and I don't think they really get into that a lot. But you no. have to it's wonder. It's probably good. What, yeah, it, yeah, absolutely, it's great because you don't want to get into some trade deals again. Yeah, no. <laughs> you, know? yes. you you have to wonder why is this resistance not just the Republic? Right. Yes. Why right. why are they the separate My, entity of the Republic? You know, there's a big discussion online about. Uh, uh, Star Wars Jihad, and it's not people ruining spoilers, but mm-hmm. rather these small independent armies fighting against one another based on their causes, mm-hmm. with the United States representing a much larger group, mm-hmm. <laughs> the Republic, mm-hmm. um, allowing all these things to go on. It's, it's a discussion I've seen online. I'm not sure I buy a, into it 100%, but if you want to follow the political business side <laughs> of what's going on in the uh, in the uh, empire or the republic that's i mean mm-hmm. I, I've, I've always found that stuff fascinating in the greater star wars scene. Sure. that's why i liked uh episode one because mm-hmm. it was trade negotiations that led to all of these people splintering off right to form their own alliance uh that led to all of this mess mm-hmm. so um, my my theory right now as yeah. of as of seeing the movie not reading <laughs> anything online about it right uh the res- the first order has what in the EU would have been the uh, remnants, the remnants, the imperial remnants. Oh, okay. Uh, they're in charge of you know they're basically their own nation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that the Republic 
doesn't like, but, but. openly can't oppose. Ah, so that's mm. what so they have. They're backing what, the resistance, yep. who's yeah, actually kind of within the open f- secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So in the process, uh, we get introduced to Ray, who's a scavenger on uh, Jakku, mm-hmm. and uh, she saves BB-8, who <laughs> goes ahead and follows her. Uh, meanwhile, we're introduced to a stormtrooper, um, FN-1145-92716, or whatever his name Seems is. Seems about right. FN-2187. F- FN-28, yeah. right? Jeez. Um, but he does not like what he's seen. Apparently, this is his first mission as a stormtrooper, as right. a First Order stormtrooper, and he wants out. He can't handle the death. And so his plan, because he can't fly a spaceship, is to rescue Poe Dameron, and the two of them escape, get shot out of the sky, crash land, Finn and Ray meet up, and they find them freaking Millennium Falcon in a junkyard. Freaking Millennium Falcon, man. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap, that was kind of cheers surprising. Cheers in, yeah. in the theater. Yeah. That's what I liked. Oh, yeah, there was definitely a lot of cheers in the yeah, theater yeah. in that because, you know, they're running and the TIE fighters are blowing crap up. Mm-hmm. And Finn's like, what about that one? She's like, that's junk. Yeah. And then he's like, well, what, let's take this fast one. And he gets blown up and then she's, she's like, okay, Junk let's take do. the junk one. Like, junk will do. do. A, you do a pan and there's a Millennium Falcon. It's like, that was... Here's, here's the thing I was... Uh, here's the thing that really struck me. Um... Of all the trailers that they released, mm-hmm. uh, and this was according, I believe, to the Wall Street Journal, only six minutes of the entire film are shown in all of the trailers that we have seen. Mm-hmm. Typically, That's how it should be. Typically, yes. it's 12 to 15 minutes mm-hmm. of the movie are shown in trailers. Those six minutes give you a hint at what this story is about, but they yeah. do uh, the, the people who are like worried that the trailers spoiled anything spoils nothing. Mm-hmm. Spoils nothing, I don't think. Do you guys agree? Well, I stopped watching them no, after yeah. the, um, the third trailer. I stopped watching anything. The, yeah, I, I don't think I've watched. I don't most know of if the I trailers. watched the third one, but yeah. I, uh, the one thing, the the only part that I actually like caught ahead of time because of the trailer is right before Han and Chewie show up in the Millennium Falcon, and he gives the line from the trailer, Chewie, right, we're, we're home. home. Yeah. But that doesn't mean any. I mean, that like, doesn't mean no anything. Spoiler, like, it's like no, no, there's no, no context. Like, oh, to this it. is going to be here. Okay. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. there's no context to it. Yeah, right? because that comes out of part part you're not really expecting at all. Yeah, that yeah. when they actually do that line, you're like, yeah. oh, well, that's the line that we all cried at. <laughs> um, but that's not where I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so what, what's happened is uh, over the course of time, uh, Han Solo lost, or the Millennium Falcon was stolen from him, and mm-hmm. then it was stolen, and then it was stolen, and it was stolen, and finally, <laughs> after they blast off the planet, uh, Ray and Finn and BB-8, um, Han Solo gets the Falcon, Falcon back, right. and he's yeah. a smuggler, and he's smuggling some pretty dangerous animals, and bounty hunters some, are after him. Yeah, and once again, pals it. Giant well, I do want to make sure that we talk about that, the again part, because yeah, that's yeah, something yeah. that's really important, yeah. I think, in this discussion. Um, so then we end up back at, uh, I don't know. Uh, well, after that, we, uh, we, go to the, we start jumping around a little bit in stories where we're going to get uh, to some of the Republic. They kind of mm-hmm. make it the thing. Um, with that, we um, let's see. They make a decision to they're gonna start helping the resistance get BB-8 back with uh, Solo and Chuli and uh, Ray and Finn and Toe, uh get onto this really great uh, nifty little planet uh, where Ray discovers she has some connection force to the Force. Yeah. Did they say just, what planet that was? No, no, it looked like Dantooine, so. like. Rebel oh, yeah, I totally did, but I don't know if that's what it's supposed to be. Oh, the place where it was the bar place? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. think it would have been Dantooine. No. It seemed like they were way not anywhere near hmm. other stuff they were in the in the yeah. original. 
Um, but yeah, Ray discovers she has some force powers and yes. finds uh, Luke's uh, lightsaber. Absolutely. Uh, actually, Anakin's uh, lightsaber. Anakin's. Mm-hmm. Which. So the like one that two was and a half in the that pits fell at Bespin? To Bespin, yeah. Maybe. Right? <laughs> but, be- but it's. If it was his father's, then yeah. But see, here's the thing. Yeah, if you watch episode four, yeah. if you watch episode four, Obi-Wan pulls it out and says, this was your father's lightsaber. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it is the mm-hmm. it is that lightsaber. Um, but while they're on their planet and she's having her great revelation of the force, the uh, uh, w- the First Order decides, hey, let's use our giant weapon, mm-hmm. yeah. which is about four Death Star lasers in one shot. Five, Rob says, because he had, <laughs> knows everything, apparently, after one viewing, and uh, starts taking uh, shots at the Republic and destroys five planets, one shot. Uh, what, I I like, say, what I like it about amazing. it is they yes. named the weapon yes. the Star Killer. Yes. Yes. Which, uh, yes. If you, if anyone knows their Star Wars history, know that in the original draft of the movie, Luke Skywalker was called Luke Skykiller, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I thought that was kind of cool. Yes, uh, I, I I did watch this, uh, and so how, how this way this weapon. Uh, works we learn at the end of the film is that it drains the energy of a sun it kills a star and then <laughs> it makes a big boom boom yeah yes. um, <laughs> and so from this i was thinking well one these physics don't make any sense true i am looking forward to neil degrasse tyson getting on twitter tomorrow <laughs> and destroying the science well, yeah, of star because, wars I mean, gonna be the science of star wars never really could, existed no, I I it's gonna be great but okay so at the end of the movie, when the planet is just, when the Star Killer weapon is destroyed, which is yeah. actually a planet, the weapon built into the planet, yeah. the mm-hmm. sun reignites. So there's a sun there that has been reignited. Was that the, the planet? I thought that was the implosion. The planet of the implodes planet. Kind and of creates a star. Yeah, creates yeah. a star, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. The weird thing is, is if they're draining a star completely. Yeah, one shot. How, how, how does the other How does the planet? Well, unless it was a binary star it system. It had to be a binary star system. One of the most common yeah, types sure. of star <laughs> systems in the uh, universe. But. You know, unless it was really built for one purpose only, how is that planet going to get to another right. star system There's unless no it has a hyperdrive built into uh-huh. it, right? So Yeah, it was great. A well, little the, flaky well, there. Yeah, well, yeah. It was great because when they show a, a shot of it at first, you just, because you, you have Death Star on your right, mind, right? right? right. You think giant machine. Mm-hmm. And then you look at it, I'm like, I think this giant weapon has an atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's you no realize it would have to be. Yeah. yeah. That's no moon. Yeah. That's a planet. Uh, uh, yeah, it was great. We are introduced to Kylo Ren, who is the, mm-hmm. you know, the Darth Vader of this movie, mm-hmm. right? And he is—he was once trained under Luke Skywalker, turned to the dark side under, um, uh, what's his name, Magistrate Scopes or whatever his name is. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, Grand Supreme Smoke. Leader. Snoke. Andy Circus, where did you go? Smirks. Supreme Leader Smirks. Snoke. Snoke, right? <laughs> like Which Smoke when we first seen, he's like a giant. We'll get back to him oh, in a minute. Yes, that was. Well, we'll get back to him in a minute. His. I was like. What this thing is really is big. This? I've yeah, never yeah, seen anything yeah. this big. Yeah. yeah, I'm hoping he's actually a giant and not just <laughs> no, a giant right? hologram. Yes. Right? Uh, yeah, we do find out that there's a giant hologram, which totally blew my mind. And I kind of wish that they would have revealed that hologram bit at the very end and, as the planet uh, is crumbling when you're yeah. like, oh, when it's this falling is, through yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah, oh, this is nice. a giant hologram because they kind of... They kind of ruined it at the Too beginning early. where he's sitting yeah. up there and it's just like, okay, hologram all. Yeah. Um, but we find out that Kylo Ren... Is the son? Wait for it. Of Han Solo oh. and Princess Leia. Oh, mm-hmm. buddy. Well, that, then, they, they, then they revealed it in two parts. The first part is Han Solo is your dad, right? And then you get Kylo Ren being all sulky, sulky in his chambers, 
and he's like, "Give me my strength, grandfather." Yeah, yeah. Yes. Move away, yeah. Darth Vader helmet. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I think we don't know all of uh, Ray's. I mean, we were never given Ray's no, last name. But that's totally Luke's daughter, right? Uh, that's that was my go for it on the whole time. I, th- I, I what do you guys think? So, do you think it's? I here's the here's my theory. Okay. Twins run in the family. Mm. That's so uh, what yeah. I was thinking while they were fighting. Uh, that is very much no, what I was good. thinking while I they were like fighting. I feel like they're going to do something right. along those lines. No, either. I'm wrong. You're right. That's yeah, right. It's probably right. <laughs> I kind of would like them to not do that, though. But. That's the only thing that I says, like, twins run in the family, and boy, he's sure hot, sexy, sexy. I sure hope she doesn't kiss him because that'd be really weird. <laughs> yeah, so they, you're waiting for one of those My thing moments. is either they're cousins, and then the second thought was, oh, no, they're brother-sister. Mm-hmm. And, you know. That's my, that's my thought, but maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I was hoping because you talk about the kissing no, thing. I think you're right. Where you kind of you kind of you know you look back back that at the first movies and you're like, well, she kissed Finn at the end. What if the internet rumors are true and Finn is uh, Leia? And um, oh, you oh, thought Finn was? Uh, oh, and, uh, oh, what's oh, his face? Uh, uh, yeah, Lando's son, which was an internet rumor I read. <laughs> what if those are related? Just because she kissed him, they're giving it uh, away. I doubt it. <laughs> Rin and Ray are probably definitely twins. Okay, we kind of have and like the two black there people was... in the universe be related. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was there was another one. There was a girl right behind yeah, Leia in one of the shots. That no, I'm like, they 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 yeah, did they... a good job of scattering actually more. Yeah, so we a lot more diversity people, yes. in there, and um, uh, you know, it, once they get back to um, the base, I mean, uh, Ray is, uh, is kidnapped, and uh, Finn convinces everybody to go on this uh, death run to go blow up the planet. Bada bada bing! Everybody lives happily ever after. Oh wait, nobody no, lives happily ever no, after. No one does. I everyone dies. I, so I was really expecting Kylo Ren to be somebody's relation, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. You know because he's looking at that burnout skull of Darth Vader in the trailers yeah. that you're like, okay, so either he's Luke's son or he's somehow related to Leia in mm-hmm. some way. And so that wasn't a super big reveal. But man, when they... So uh, the oscillator yeah. is that they have to go blow it up by hand and Chewbacca and Han Solo uh, go in to set the charges and Leia has been begging Han all this entire time. They're separated. I don't think they're divorced, right? I, I think don't it's know a complicated that they're actually situation. married. Well, yeah. I don't, that was never well, established. And here's the thing. In the Star Wars comics, mm-hmm. if you've been reading that, Han actually has a wife in the stories. That's not <laughs> oh. that's not Leia, <laughs> which is kind of a big revelation. There we go. So, yeah, it's complicated. <laughs> I like that, Rob. But um, Leia's been saying... It's complicated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Leia's been saying, please, Han, there's good in our son. And we've seen Kylo Ren throw tantrums. We've seen him angry. The only thing he doesn't say is, I want to go to Tashi Station to pick up some power converters. Mm-hmm. Um, but he keeps talking to Darth Vader's helmet about, you know, I'm having these conflicts. I'm seeing light, and I need to know which way to go. And Leia's saying, please, Han, bring our, bring our son back to us, because we can, you know, de-brainwash him as soon as we get him yeah. away from, from Snoke's. <laughs> And as soon as he stepped out on that bridge, I was like, holy fuck, they are going yeah. to kill Han yeah. Solo. Oh, no, 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 that. I knew before no, that. Like, oh, yeah. he's not making out of this. They split up. It's like, okay, oh, that's yeah. not Game a good over. idea. Way too much resonance. We see Han see Kylo. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. No, no, no. no you no, knew no, that no, was no, coming. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, no, no, no. I would say that's pretty indicative of the movie as a whole. You, it's pretty Star Wars paint by number. You see everything coming from a mile away, but there is still amazing emotional resonance with the whole thing. I will say... I am, my inner child is still bawling. The, the the Kylo Ren, whose name is Ben, awesome. 
Uh, is, uh, is, that I is swear yeah. he yeah. said it was okay. Ben. Yeah, yeah, he said yeah, he ben. Okay. Because it could have also been Ren. I'm like, yeah. No, he said Ben. I'm like, yes, Ben. Great. Uh, it's like they combined ben. all of the next generation of Skywalker <laughs> yes. children into one. Yes. Uh, Skywalker so babies. Ren and Han are out on this thing, uh-huh. and he's like, you got to help me, essentially. He says some great emotional things. Well, and you think that he's saying, Father, right. help me. You're right, you're right. Come to the light side. And, and Han's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, but let's I, do this, man. But I also think inside Han knows that he's not talking he's about coming to the light side because... Kylo holds out the the lightsaber and Han goes to grab it and he yeah. didn't let go. No, 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 no. And then I thought for a moment, is Han gonna kill him? That would have been yeah, interesting. That would have been, um, been a twist. Yeah, but you, I was like, oh, is are is he really gonna bring him back? No. And they're gonna establish some other no. Doesn't happen. No, he Doesn't falls happen. off and is dead, Just and there is no way that body. Him no way that body is coming back. He didn't fall in some <laughs> chute and grab yes. onto a giant pole and, in the sky. Well, but the planet blew <laughs> up. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, maybe man. He did. I, I, right after that, Chewie finishes laying the bombs. Yeah, and blows I, him up. Mm-hmm. Thought, I, I, I thought, thought he, he was committing suicide. Right? I that, like, thought that, he like, was too. I have failed at the one thing I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, in all these years. Han Solo has never fired Chewbacca's gun. This thing's kind of awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He gets a few chance to fire at a bowcaster and yeah. uh, greatly enjoys it. So is, you amazing. think that's the, the biggest shock is is the death of uh, Han Solo? Is that the thing that people are like, is, is that a, a big a revelation and shocking moment as Luke, I'm your father? Uh, I oh, think emotionally. Man. Yeah, it is a yeah, big emotional much. moment. But yeah. I would know it say it's much of a re- you know a revelation i uh, i like the revelation yeah, of kylo ren and who the parents are i love yeah. i mean i love seeing han solo die not yeah. because mm. not because you know i hate <laughs> han solo heartless. i mean he's he's really cool yeah that's true yeah. <laughs> no um, i think you're not heartless kill more of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's kill off that layout lady <laughs> no. uh, i can't handle that <laughs> Um, two years will be not be enough for me to put handle R2 that. Put R2 in a trash compactor. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Um. It would have been great if it was like Han dies, Leia dies of a heart attack, <laughs> C-3PO trips and his head comes off and someone, like, Bantha steps on it. R2-D2 <laughs> just explodes. In credits. Anything. <laughs> Fuck you, George. <laughs> I own this bitch now. <laughs> sincerely, JJ. Yes, yeah, sincerely, JJ. Um, no, I think uh, that... Still I keeping think the Wookiee. <laughs> you know, uh, for a long time, Harrison Ford was was like, I have really no interest of ever returning right. to the Star Wars stuff. And then, of course, Disney bought it, and they're starting about talking these new movies. I think he was just like, fine, I'll come back and do this mm-hmm. one thing, but that's it. I don't want to have anything else to do with this. And he's even said he wants nothing to do with the young Han Solo movie, mm-hmm. which would be, what, three years from now. That's what yeah. we're guessing. Yeah. 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 Well, next year, I know, is Rogue One. Right. right. And, mm-hmm. then and that's episode... in 2016. That's not too yeah. far away. That's like no, May, no, right? It's a year. supposed it, to be no, one a year. year, yeah. It'd be next winter. Oh, it is next winter? Yeah. I thought yeah. it was May. I no, thought they next, moved it to I May. I think it's next is, winter. Is December going to be Star Wars month from now until forever? Probably. Probably. Woo! As long as they keep making money. And then 18, and then we're guessing the Han Solo film. Well, seven. 17, 17 is, is eight. Eight. 8 and then right. yeah and then will be yeah, yeah so 3 years from now oh, yes um, 19 will be 9 but so i think it was i think it was nice to let han solo have that moment where he gets to be the third lead in this movie yeah. the third most important character in this movie mm-hmm. and you give him that kind of send off that's shocking yet appropriate because of he's trying to do something for his son yeah and 
you know, there's a nice little closing chapter for mm-hmm. Han Solo there. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a great character moment because uh, even in uh, so A New Hope, um, you get him leaving mm-hmm. in the ship before the Great Battle of Yavin, mm-hmm. and then he comes back and actually saves the day because he's not as giant of a jerk as everyone thinks he is. <laughs> right. And so he has, he you know, he kind of plays the jerky jerk in this film a little bit, and then he gets to have a very, very emotional moment with his son, and then... He's gone uh, even, forever. Mm-hmm. Even before that, though, he's not really like he he becomes a mentor to Finn and yeah. like encouraging him to help the resistance. Like mm-hmm. like Han commits well, and basically as soon as he, as soon as he realizes what's going on, mm-hmm. as soon as Luke's name is mentioned, yeah, he's Han in. is yeah, committed he's to mm-hmm. what's going well, on. Well, and that's why I think that things are not said. I think both Han and Leia knew who Ray was. Because, oh, yeah. but yeah. they just know that they are not, they shouldn't say anything for mm-hmm. fear of just like with Darth Vader, you never revealed that Princess Leia was, you know, Vader's daughter mm-hmm. until the third movie. Until I mean, literally the third movie in both in both pieces, mm-hmm. um, because you're trying to protect her. So if you're trying to protect Rey from some greater evil or entity, mm-hmm. you know, couch her away somewhere on a backwards planet where she happens to be a desert planet grew up in a desert planet <laughs> yeah. yeah well that's what was the fun thing I was trying to figure out throughout the film because you know they're doing correlations back yeah. mm-hmm. especially to four well and that's and, but again and I, you're I, trying to figure out who who's the Luke character because mm-hmm. sometimes it, it felt like Ray, Ray. Yeah. and then if sometimes it felt to me sometimes there was Finn kind mm-hmm. of some Luke-esque things but I think and it's Poe. definitely yeah the, with the whole pilot I mean, oh, he's I'd the one who destroys more yeah, yeah. Kind Poe's, of the Han, Poe's the, uh, definitely like, the Han character, uh, except Han is the Han character. So yeah. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. But like, like Poe does the whole pilot thing. And yeah, mm-hmm. he's the one who does that final awesome run right yeah, in the middle right. of the super yeah. weapon but ultimately, to destroy it. That's what I really like about this. There, there's a lot they of parallels, but they, yeah, they, they manage. They, yeah, they do keep split it, it up while well, still so, making it feel like the old Star Wars we love. Here's here's the thing that I kind of was had a little problem with though in mm-hmm. this movie is that. There are so many parallels. Oh, here's yes. the cantina scene. Oh, right, we're blowing yep. up another Death Star. Oh, mm-hmm. here's another trench run. Oh, here's the battle in episode three between Luke and uh, Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Or not Luke, but uh, Anakin. Uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan. Here is this moment. Here is this yes. moment. So I've seen a lot of reviews before we went and saw this movie that uh, people are like, this movie pays a lot of fan service to yeah. fans. And it is really rehashing a lot of all of the previous six movies together. But it's still really good in the end. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I couldn't help but feel like, man, we're just seeing this done again in a different way. We are. Yeah, but they did but, such a good job of it. They did, it, they did right. a good job of it, they but put I think the it pieces me in a little bit. Different yes, order. They like, actually give us a, a galaxy that feels lived in. Yeah. yeah. Not, yeah no, I, no, I totally get what you're saying, Stephen. Yes. And, um, I mean, it's not me, I was just, like. No, I, I was just trying to do it with episode four because I mm-hmm. felt there was. The most of the perils I felt yes. came from there. I was trying to line it up, like, oh, here's the battle. This is what they be doing now. Um, um, but to me, because you know, uh, we talked about this in class. We talked about it forever. The Star Wars story mm-hmm. is the classic hero story, yeah, which mm-hmm. is race, and it's race it, story, right? And it's race story. It's, I mean, that definitely became clear at the end mm-hmm. of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, while it is, I mean, we see every story is essentially the Star Wars story, then you just put your plot in there. Mm-hmm. But this one definitely because you are fan servicing. Mm. I'm saying that in the best way possible because oh, yes. J.J. did it with Star Trek right. and he did it probably back, maybe because I don't know Star Trek, but he did, I think he did it better here. It felt 
like we n- knew what it was. We knew what it was, and we knew what they were doing. But it was great, and it wasn't a dumbing down of what they did. I think it was a step up from what yes. they did and made it new and relevant again. Yeah. So that was my that was one problem. Mm-hmm. Second problem I have: Greg Grunberg. My oh. God, he <laughs> is JJ's little lucky charm that he is inserts he? Yeah. in freaking everything. Wait, who oh, really? The guy who he was the bearded pilot. psychic cop. He was uh, he was Porkins too. Or, yeah. Essentially, oh, uh, you know who I seriously thought who that was. Uh, um, oh God, dang it! The director John Favreau. Oh, oh yeah, no. that's what he looks like I thought at first. It was. Yeah, yeah, that's. But he is he has been in in J J Abrams projects going all the way back to I want to say Felicity mm. was his first thing. And was a big to-do. Um, yeah, he was in Felicity with, uh, and I'm pretty sure that was a J.J. Abrams project, or a bad robot project. Mm. Then he popped up again in Alias, and I'm pretty sure he has been in every, he was in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. He has been in, like, every J.J. Abrams project uh, since then. He was right. in Lost. Yeah. And it's just like, it's Simon almost Pegg like. Simon Pegg was in here? What's it? Yeah, Simon Pegg played, played one of the uh, Stormtroopers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah, he played a little, uh, one of the. Uh, the alien oh, characters. the alien character uh, at yeah. the beginning who was trying to steal BB-8. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Um, but yeah, I just, when that happened, I mean, I'm into it, I'm into it, and I'm into it, and then yeah, it's you... just like when you watch a Disney Pixar movie and they've <laughs> got Cliff Clavin in there, yes, right. and it's like, oh, that kind of took me out of the picture. Seeing Greg in there, yeah, you he's like, a fine person. A yeah. I was just like, jeez. Yeah, I yeah. was literally, <laughs> there were many times where I wanted to stand up and cheer and scream and yeah. all this stuff, but as soon as he came out, that was the first audible, ugh, seriously, <laughs> <Yeah>. moment <laughs> that I had in a movie, and I... Still a better movie than Big Ass Spiders, which is the other thing I've seen him <laughs> yes, in this week. Yes. Um... Well, it was really interesting that this wasn't really a spoiler for me, but um, uh, Jimmy Fallon and the Roots did an acapella version mm-hmm. of all the Star Wars songs. Yeah, this week, it's, up on the, it's up on the uh, <laughs> website today. Great. Um, Gwendolyn Christie, who I know from Game of Thrones, is in there. Yes. And I was like, she's in this? Yes. I was mm-hmm. like, where? And again, yeah. I haven't seen anything, haven't read anything. And then I was like, "Oh, she's the cool stormtrooper." Stormtrooper. We never got a never pulled her mask off. No, that's what I was surprised about. Mm -hmm. Yes, I really thought there were. She makes a point early on. The first time we see Finn, he takes his helmet off, and we see it's Finn. And she comes up behind and says, "What are you doing with your helmet off? You Mm -hmm. put that back on, and then go report to retraining or whatever." Which is very, which is very strange. Actually, I think it's not very strange. It's very nice because you, you know, the prequels set up. What the original clone mm-hmm. troopers, stormtroopers were like, right? right yeah. And then we know that goes away mm-hmm. in four, five, six. Um, so it's really interesting to see how they're still trying to keep this very straightforward mindset. Yeah. We're all the mm-hmm. same. You Although, can't. You can't did, be any different. Stormtroopers look bigger and beefier. Yeah, they didn't did, look. They sleek. imply that he was using clones. No, he sounded like it. What? No, they they were yeah. saying he was stolen from his mm-hmm. family and he, some, I don't think he was so. forced no, into it. Definitely, but during like when that. they were talking, like Kylo Ren, Kylo Ren implies to like the commander guy that yeah, I was like, well, why don't you use a clone army? And oh, is why don't you? Use, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, that, that wasn't the exact line. Ba- but basically, the they were digging at each other because there's yeah. a, there's yeah. a distinct between the what are the Knights General of Ren? And the, yeah, the Knights of Ren and, and the first order. Rogue. It's like she just went with the clone army. Yeah, right. And and Ren and Hux have this back and forth throughout the the movie that they don't get along with one another and still both trying to curry favor with uh, Snoke's and 
Uh, so take this idea of they want all the stormtroopers to be exactly the same. Don't mm-hmm. show your differences. Right. Then throw in those giant red flags, weird stormtrooper salute. Holy crap, these yes. guys are the Nazis. Well, <laughs> no, yeah. there is just even so much straight up, even triumph any, of the even will in the here. 70s, mm-hmm. yeah, even in the 70s, though, when you say the word stormtrooper, you were mm-hmm. still oh, yeah. not too far away from World War II. That's true. And Strong even pooping. as a young kid... You hear that name Stormtrooper when I saw episode four uh, mm-hmm. for the first time in the theater. That's really in the drive-in theater. <laughs> I kind of knew that aren't Stormtroopers like Nazis? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it kind of uh, it kind of fits. Especially in, with in uh, I, I, Hux, Hux mm-hmm. with his giant, his blue eyes and blonde yes. hair, yeah, yeah. Uh, which also were great when they, the, the eyes in this yes. film were amazing. Mm-hmm. They did it with the giant uh, star killer laser mm-hmm. in Huck's eyes, in uh-huh. uh, Kylo the, Ren's eyes with the lightsaber duels. Ooh, baby. This film was shot so well. mention that one Yoda-esque character oh, the talked so yeah, much yeah. about eyes. Yeah, was, the weird, uh, the grown-up baby from Eraserhead. Yes, uh, <laughs> Lupita Nyong'o yes. played that, which I didn't realize until the end of the film. A lot of people were upset that she was just a motion cap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to Gwendolyn Christie really quick, mm-hmm. I love it when an actor will commit to the part so much that they are not vain enough to take their, mm-hmm. their mask off. Mm-hmm. We saw that happen in Judge Dredd mm-hmm. with... Um, um, Kyle Urban. Carl, Carl, Carl Urban. Urban, yeah. And we saw it here, and it's like, that is perfect. Now, mm-hmm. we don't know what happened to Phasma. No. Nope. We suppose that she was dumped down a trash compactor and is never heard <laughs> from again, but it would be interesting to see that character come back. She Absolutely. might be this series is uh, Jing or uh, Boba Fett. Boba Fett, yeah, yes. That'd be cool. Oh, that would be really yeah. cool. Yeah. Especially with that. Feels kind of like the analog up, she was supposed to be with the armor and the cape. The dinged, yeah. up, the dinged up armor in the yeah. new future movies. I That'd kind cool. of wish, and I kind of wish that if Adam Driver had to take off his mask, he would have done it on the bridge moment. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's mm-hmm. almost like, oh, I got to see my face, got to see my face. And we could have just not seen his face at all until yeah. Han is like, son, take off your mask, show me your face. And he does it. And then you're like, oh, you're, you know, is struck by right. the man's beauty and then suddenly stabs his father <laughs> well, through the gut and l- throws him Let's off talk the about bridge. that for a second because. I mean, that bothers me a little bit that, you know, no. that there is this mm-hmm. vanity in Hollywood that I have to show my face all the time. Right. I think the story no, could have done I, without it. I agree. But let's take it from this angle. Uh, Darth Vader's helmet pops off in what? In the, th- the last in movie, six, right? Yeah, you see and everyone's like, like the back of his head in the second one, right? That's about and it. everyone's like, yeah. "Oh, that's Darth Vader." <laughs> this movie, I forgot Adam Driver was Kylo Ren, and he that would have been that would have been more shocking then, right? When you see it at the end of the movie. But I say that because he pulled off his helmet. I'm like, "Oh, that's Kylo Ren." Dude's not that scary. <laughs> and I've been like, if he would have pulled it off after he just like hacks all these people up, goes like timber well, tantrum on that, and they pulled it off, and I'm like, oh, I could have been two ways. Like, oh, guy's not that scary. Mm-hmm. Why do I think he's so scary? And then that could lead to the more emotional moment of, am I going to turn to the light side? It totally could have worked now that I think about it. But in that moment when he pulls off his helmet, I'm like, Oh, Adam Driver's not ugly enough to be a Sith Lord. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like he's he is really he's a pretty. pretty boy. Yeah. He's a pretty boy. Yeah. yeah, that's why I was like, oh, are these two cousins going to kiss each other? While she's- <laughs> yeah, I do like that. Yeah, there was that weirdly personal scene between the two when they were having the battle of wills. But I really liked that scene. I liked that there wasn't yeah. any visual effects showing mm-hmm. there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it, was, it was really Which interesting it, to do. Oh that. yeah, it made me think. 
if this wasn't Star Wars, if this is just this is like ultimate so, people playing in their house for Star Wars, where it's just really two nerdy kids like yeah at each other. Well, that's what that scene was. But it was great. If this, no, it was but awesome. If this were a Wushu movie, yeah. Then they would have done this whole thing where you would have seen this battle play out in the room, and then you would have come <laughs> yeah, back and realized that oh, this is just them in their heads mm-hmm. having this battle. The of House wills. of Flying Daggers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, Rob, what what did what was a disappointment to you in this movie, or what was something that turned you off? Um, nothing. I was grinning from ba- mm-hmm. like from the very beginning. Up until the scene where right right before Han dies, I was grinning, mm-hmm. like just enjoying every single moment of it. Like mm-hmm. I, I was I was a kid again, and I was lost in Star Wars, where I can belong. Yep. And then then so I you realized, loved every minute. Yes. And then I realized Han's gonna die, and I'm not grinning anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you're I'm still, still enjoying invested. it, and I'm yeah. still very invested in what's going on. Yes. What about uh, you, Brian? I would say one part there was just kind of like a dip in my investment was because this is Star Wars and that he is so closely to uh, Joseph's heroic journey. Right. When we have both protagonists doing the rejection mm-hmm. to the call to action, uh, I was just like, oh, come on. Can we just move past this? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. both of them at the same time. I was like, no, God, did yeah. we know you're going to come back. But on the plus side, I mean, if you're looking for that ultimate boon uh, part of it in, in, the, in episode four, it's not as clear... You know, Luke has come back, he's part of the Rebels and everything, and he's saved the day, and he's supposed to have this ultimate boon. Mm-hmm. You almost don't feel it in that. But here, mm-hmm. Ray going to the top of the mountain and meeting yes. the god, yeah. and, res- <laughs> and, and essentially, you know, crossing the threshold to uh, or the return of the threshold, and she's now a changed, different person. I mean, it's clear even down to the clothing that she's wearing at the end, oh, yeah. where she has become this different person mm-hmm. on this journey. So... Um, yeah, it's just interesting uh, for yeah. that. No, I I think that's a great that's a great point at the ending of this film because I I only watched uh, episode four leading up to this mm-hmm. and that movie ends pretty quick. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it is it is yeah. Death, Death Star Super Death Star's done. Yeah, let's all stand awkwardly in the silence yes. while I put these medals See, on you. And right. that's almost I was almost thinking that they should have just ended it when they she flew off in the Falcon. But no, I liked. A no, little bit. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I agree. And then I thought they might do that. I thought uh-huh. it was going to go Falcon credits. Yeah. yeah. But because I, you had all the people cheering, yeah. the waving, it and all that stuff. It's very reminiscent of, but yeah. it's of great episode one. Because <laughs> then you don't have to uh, do a post credit scene right, to right. set up. Because you have to set yes. up the next film. Right. Because mm-hmm. that's the way we all do films now. And yes. we know it's coming, unlike mm-hmm. when episode four was made. Um, no, so that was a great moment yeah. of her getting there and climbing up the rocks mm-hmm. and if finding anything him and not saying anything. Surprise to me in this film was how little Mark Hamill's in it. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean he Just is like literally there for the like he's the there very for a minute. Forty five seconds. The very there is a minimal shot in the uh, flash in yeah. not the flashback, the uh, it, the the force vision. Vision. Oh, right, right, right. With his hand. With his hand. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. it. Which may have not even actually been Mark didn't Hamill. Didn't need to be. Yeah, didn't need to be because you never see his face. But I mean you know it's Luke. Right, right. Like, we we know hand. it's the character. Yeah, but literally, yeah. literally, Mark Hamill is in this for a minute or he, less. Mark Hamill was on set for approximately thirty minutes because that's all it took <laughs> to shoot that coverage. Yes. Yeah, in Hawaii. So you know, it must all have been that nice. time yes, taken to grow that beard for the. Mm-hmm. Ten seconds, Which is, yeah. and then he has to shave it off for the flash. Yes, yes. right. Yeah, yeah. Well, because then I, I was, we were watching the credits, and I saw assistant to Mr. Hamill for what a day <laughs> they needed assistance. Yes. <laughs> of course they did. Everybody needs an assistant these days. Yeah. Yeah. He needed someone to trim his 
beard and making his hair beard. look exactly the way it's supposed to. <laughs> uh-huh. We need those ends feathered. Dang it. Uh, Zach, uh, what uh, were there any disappointments for you? Um, disappointments? No, I wouldn't say disappointment. I think the things we've talked about would have been interesting. Like uh, the giant hologram reveal at the yeah. end would have been nice. I think that would have been, yeah, nice. Just been nice. Dr- oh. Driver, the reveal on the bridge, I think actually would have been a great moment. Um, but n- that's not saying the way they did it was bad. Mm-hmm. It was great and. It was. It made me so happy. It made me so happy. And especially like really see good. kids there, right, like right. super excited to yeah, watch yeah. Star Wars is just amazing. But the oh, the line at the beginning. That's that's the last time I saw a line this big at this theater. Yeah, was in Episode Three. So yeah, like nothing. No movie is as good as Star Wars. So <laughs> yes, I mean. The last time I went, last time I was at a movie where there was a line was the third Matrix movie, mm-hmm. and we literally got there an hour before, and it was a packed theater, and there was a line, but we were way up front, inside kind of line. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- I was really surprised, and for ever since what uh, October or whenever they uh, opened up the ticket sales, mm-hmm. I've been like, no, nah, I'm not. I'm just going to walk up day of and <laughs> buy the tickets because you know there's going to be plenty of tickets available. And then when I started hearing all these other people saying I couldn't get tickets or tickets weren't available, and I was like, you know what? We have to do this for Zach on film, mm-hmm. and the worst thing would be to show up, mm-hmm. not be able to get a ticket, and not be able to do participate. Yeah. Yeah. And so I went on Tuesday, which is the same day you went, and you and know Brian. I was just like, I was just like, yeah, I just need a ticket for the 7 o'clock 2D Star Wars. And because I want to ask questions and find out so we can discuss it, I was, so, how full is this show? And the guy's like, oh, it's really full. I said, how many seats do you have left? He's like, we got 30 seats left. And this was like at 4 o'clock on mm-hmm. Tuesday. And I was like, okay, good. And then I was like, oh, wait, you've also got a 3D showing of this movie. How many seats are available for the 3D showing? And he's like, oh, we've got 100 seats available for that. <laughs> nice. So I almost, because I don't, I mean, nothing against you guys because I'm sitting around you, but yeah. I don't like super crowded theaters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I almost switched my ticket to the 3D just so I was in the less crowded theater, but... <laughs> The theater we were in is the best theater that they have in that joint, Yeah, yeah. and uh, I was happy for that. I did kind of debate on getting the 3D. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go I, watch I, it in 3D. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm with Zach. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it might, I need to let myself heal a couple of days first. <laughs> oh, no. I, I'm going to see if I can't take my oldest son to, to it maybe this weekend if we can, mm-hmm. uh, but we'll see. If not, I mean, we got plenty of time. But uh, I, I'm gearing myself up for the 70 millimeter showing of uh, Hateful Eight in Kansas City. Oh so. boy, damn! Um, nice. Uh, when we were going in, it felt like there was a lot more people going into the 3D side than the 2D side. That's though. what I noticed yeah, too. But, I wonder you know, if everybody people, filled in behind us. Yeah, is it not I wonder if people one? just it is a bigger came theater. in yeah. later to ours mm-hmm. and then yeah. filled in that 3D. Right away, yeah, because yeah, there were probably some people in line trying to buy tickets for the th- you know for the show. Probably, um, theater going experience wasn't horrible. No, and there may be a reason for that, Zach. Why is that, Stephen? Because our shitty theater yeah. is no longer owned by a shitty company. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's owned by a giant company. And that giant company took ownership of the theater today. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. All of yeah. the previews, all of the previews that we saw at the end of every one uh, was like AMC Theater, the AMC Theater, AMC yeah. Theater, AMC Theater. They just took today. Okay. Yeah. Um, Everything <laughs> changed today. The, uh, that lady that was walking around outside, mm-hmm. she's definitely AMC, because I mean, I have uh, two brother-in-laws that work at the theater. I've never seen her before. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... 
I thought that was interesting. And the audience was generally polite. I mean, mm-hmm. there yeah. was not a lot of cell phoning. And yeah. no. of course, we were sitting, yeah, we only had front. two rows in front of us yeah, so, we before the around. screen. So, um, yeah, so the theater going experience this time was actually very pleasant. I thought it got a little warm in there, but that's yeah. to be expected mm-hmm. with 250 with, yeah. bodies all in the Did you see the spider? Spot. No, I didn't. Mm. <laughs> uh-uh. Aubrey was, fr- did you see Aubrey freaking out sitting next to us towards the end? Mm hmm. Oh, I thought it was because she was upset Han Solo died. No, no, no. Well, that's why I tried to be like, shh, Han Solo's dying. <laughs> but also, I realized, I'm like, those people are going to get bit by a spider. I'm going to watch Han Solo die. Everyone's going to be fine. Yeah. There was a sp- I, I saw a speck, and I was like, what is that? I'm like, oh my god, a spider is coming down from the ceiling. Is it a big one? It was, I mean, it was like, a, you could see his legs. Mm. And so it was, just, it was just like slowly dropping. And Aubrey saw it, and she freaked out, because it's like, I'm like, well, I think I could reach up and probably smack it, but that would be disrespectful to the film. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. And then eventually the lady saw it, and she's like, Meh. and the guy's like, Poof. I'm like, okay, great, we can, we can move past this. <laughs> Let me, let's go back to the movie for just a minute, because okay. I have one other thing that felt odd. Now, I know that it's nice to have humor in a movie like this, mm-hmm. but Finn, John Boyega's character, just felt like he was yucking it up. Why are you yeah. doing that? Why are you doing that? Why are yeah. you doing that? You know, I'm kind of a big deal at the with yeah. the resistance. Uh, I'm a big deal, and it's just felt like, like just a little bit of a Will Smith envy there. Or maybe something. I don't know I don't what know. it was, but I just thought that the humor written into that character was mm-hmm. way out of place. Now, unless yeah. he's, I mean, there's a different way to portray social awkwardness because he's yeah. always been raised in in the first order, and he doesn't have maybe the social experiences with people That's who are not part of the first order. Kind of what order. I felt from that is like he's mm-hmm. maybe he's overcompensating, overcompensating or something for the fact yeah. that absolutely he's never dealt with real people. He's yeah, only dealt yeah. With no, I, I numbers. well, and then you obviously have the beginning of the film with Ray of him trying to be the hero, be the hero, yeah. trying to be this guy to make up for being a stormtrooper mm-hmm. and there's definitely that in play but there's de- there is some I think maybe some yucking it up humor throughout the film really right. but I think the prequels kind of established a certain type yeah. of but it's a humor down okay. a little bit more yeah I still done a lot more there is not like yeah. it, it, there wasn't a single character who was supposed to be the joke right oh no I'm I'm not even considering Jar Jar I'm just saying like two and three there was like some weird yeah, humor so, yeah, in yeah, there yeah, Jar Jar yeah. was yeah two the and Jar Jar stuff two, was the droids, C three PO, is yes. supposed to be a joke. Right. Every single line he has is supposed R- to be a mm-hmm. joke. Uh, three, I don't remember as well if there was if the humor was as. I, I felt like the three was like R two. There was a lot of droid humor. You're right in the prequels because yeah. I felt like R two was supposed to do some really funny uh-huh. stuff in three. And the droids, uh, the battle droids with yeah, Roger, Roger. Mm-hmm. And everywhere, yeah, 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 yeah. The first one, yeah, was really bad in, in well, the humor. In but if you look at three, four, five, and you six, see the battle droids. It's but if you look at four, five, and six, it's not as prevalent. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, I'm saying the prequels kind of established yeah, yeah, this yeah. humor. There was yeah. a smidge it. of slapstick in here, which really wasn't present in the original trilogy. Yeah. No, did that bother you guys? I mean, did it take? If no. they're gonna if they're gonna just do that, I wish it was spread out a little bit more instead of just focused on this one character. Well, you had you had Han shooting the blaster. I thought Han had some stuff. BB-8 had the funny as hell lighter thing, which was the lighter. That was great. Yes. Yeah. No. BB-8 had actually a few different like funny, clever scenes. Right. When they're flipping around in the Falcon, and he's trying to stay, and then just. And then the lines the shoot out, the to, cables shoot out. Uh, mm-hmm. But no, I, the, I I noticed the humor. The humor, like every single time there was something like funny on the screen, I'm like, oh, and, and like it's not the same character. Okay, right, right, okay. I, I see. I, I liked it too because I think it takes it out of that realm of 
too brooding and dark yeah, yeah. for Star Wars. I think mm. I the, the world they have set up could get dark really fast. Yes. Oh, yeah. I think it could get really depressing and really dark and get into some DC territory. Oh, we'll mm-hmm. see how it ends up by the end of the next one. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, if they follow the, the patterns, the, 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 the next one's going to be a downer ending. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's uh, how a three-act structure works. Yep. Um... Let's see. So you're going to go see it again, Rob? Yes. Zach, you're going to go see it again? Uh, yes, I've already made in the plans theater? to go see it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm planning. Well, I want to go see it here again because I have some friends coming. My family's coming from Colby to watch it. Mm-hmm. And then I want to go watch it in IMAX. So I'll probably go down to Wichita and try oh. to get to a big screening of it. Yeah. This was Hidge's brother flies into Wichita the day after Christmas. There you go. There you go. Go see it at the IMAX. Yep. Are you going to go see it again, Brian? I would like to, but I don't know. Well, yeah. Money's a little tight right now. Yeah. yeah. Plus, yeah. apparently, your girlfriend has no desire to see Star. <laughs> no, Wars, she's not so. a Star Wars fan. So she, you know, I yeah. Uh, um, basically, hmm. her grandmother would babysit her with Star Wars as a kid. Oh, she's really? Okay. Grown to kind of detest I, it. Yeah, I probably will try to try to see it again. Um, oh yeah. How would you? How would you? How would you rank the Star Wars films? Where does this I, fall in your I, rankings? I don't even know. I'm still in Episode Four. Let's see. It's number one. Five. So episode five, four is New Hope. Yeah. And then as number your top your top. Yeah, it's my top. Yeah. And yeah. then probably five, seven. Uh-huh. And then uh three, two, six, one. You like two more than six? God, I hated Return of the Jedi. And God, I saw that really I like... saw that eight times in the theater as a kid because my dad kept wanting to go back again and again and again with yeah. it, and I just couldn't stand the Ewoks after the third time, and it just totally mm. ruined the movie for me. I so. think I would flip four and five, but more or less that. Yeah. 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 I might do four, seven, five. Maybe. Three. I think I have to give it six, some time. Six, two, one. To see. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm going to have to watch it another dozen yeah. times. <laughs> yeah. But we all agree that one is the worst. Yes. Uh, okay. Mm, toss no, up between one I'm and two. Put two. I hate bad. two. Yes. Two is the worst. Mm, okay. Uh, two is yeah. garbage. <laughs> I would say one at least has one of the coolest scenes. It lasts way too long and doesn't need it for the movie, but the pod race scene is just cool. Pod racing scene. Pod racing is, is, is the best part of that whole and movie. And Darth Maul. Yeah. And Darth yeah. Maul. Two is so, just a pile of boring. But yeah. Two is not great. Going on to the technical side really quick. Yes, please. Uh, this was a movie that J.J. Abrams was like, you know what? I know George Lucas is all into digital and doing everything digital and mm-hmm. digital sets, digital actors, all of this stuff, but we're going to minimize the digital effects as much as possible. They yep. shot on 35mm and 65mm mm-hmm. for, yep. for certain sequences and 65mm for the IMAX experience. Right. A lot of practical yeah. uh, puppets, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of practical sets, mm-hmm. a lot of practical stunts. Yep. Um, and in fact, there was a new piece that went up that uh, online that you guys can go look for uh, where they show the stunts behind The mm, Force Awakens. Nice. And so, like, the bits that I saw just from the stills were um, the attack um, where the uh, uh, Alliance, or whatever they're called, the Resistance, resistance. Uh, comes flying in onto the uh, uh, Cantina planet. Right. And they're blowing stormtroopers up, and you see them actually physically flying around uh-huh. and that kind of stuff. So, um, what do you guys think of of this? This felt more like a film than watching, like an episode one or two. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it made I, it feel a lot more present, a lot more tangible for the mm-hmm. most part. A lot more Star Wars. Uh, yes. It, it felt yeah a lot more there. Than, yeah, like I say, you, you really get the feeling of this lived-in galaxy right. that was really kind of lacking in the prequels yeah i felt like this film uh 
took so much craft. I, w- I want to see the concept art for this film so mm-hmm. bad because mm-hmm. the cinematography of this, um, the one shot of Han walking onto the bridge with Kylo Ren mm-hmm. is a better oh, shot yeah, yeah, yeah. with the light f- throwing yeah, it yes. onto the bridge yeah, yeah. is one better shot than anything was in the prequels. <laughs> the whole film is just, it. it is J.J.'s return, uh-huh. I mean, taking Star Wars back to film and not even through the story, but this techniques and moving away through the giant light show, which was the prequels, yeah. and getting it into this just brilliant crafted space. All right, Zach, then you'll be happy to know, released today... Uh, Friday, December 18th, 2015, The Art of Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Step inside the Lucasfilm art department for the creation of of fantastical worlds, unforgettable characters, and unimaginable creatures. The Art of Star Wars, The Force Awakens will take you there from the earliest gathering of artists and production designers at Lucasfilm headquarters to the fever pitch of production in Pinewood Mm. Studios to the conclusion of post and industrial light and magic. How much is that going to cost me if I use our link on the website? So it's going to cost you the same amount. This is a prime is twenty three. Eighty-four is what it says. Uh, it's not going to cost you. Bad. It's not going to cost you anything extra if you go and use that link over at, at majorspoilers.com. Click on the Amazon link. Buy the book, The Art of Star Wars: The Force Awakens. It's by Phil Stostack. A um, um, little bit comes back our way. List price on this book is forty dollars. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Amazon killing it. Yeah. So um, twenty-three eighty-four. You save forty percent. Um, so yeah, it comes out December 18th. You might want to go check it out. Find out more at Majorspoilers.com. Click on that Amazon link, and then go look for The Art of Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Absolutely. Anything else you want to talk about, Zach? Um, I don't think so. Is you think, well, we'll say this. I mean, we I talk about, talk we talk about, about the, the Oscars thing a lot. Oh, yeah. We talk about people, the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Do you think, reasonably, one, does Star Wars <sighs> deserve... Any Oscars? Let's, let's take out uh, special effects or anything. Yeah. We're talking about the main five: film, uh, actors. No, you don't no. think it's nominated? I think I think from a technical achievement side, it yes. is just a, it's not as good a technical achievement as what we saw in Mad Max: Fury Road. Okay. Mm-hmm. I still think the. I mean, I really don't think Fury. I mean, and I'm going to be eating my words in a month or two. <laughs> yeah, I, I really don't think. Mad Max Fury Road is is really a Best Picture nomination, and I no. don't think that this is a Best Picture mm-hmm. nomination, and I don't think that the acting in in any of this was any better than than Fury Road. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's it's still a very very good entertaining movie, but right. I mean, save for all the technical achievements, the some cinematography achievements, possibly. Yeah, I don't um, think it'll get nominated for that. But I don't think story. I don't think original story. I don't think it'll no. do screenplay. No. I don't think it'll do any of that. So no. it's all going to be. Beyond below the top five oh, uh, yeah. categories. No, yeah. I, I think you're right. I think I uh, uh, leading up to this, I thought if Mad Max was good enough to get a Best Picture nom, which yeah. I'm not, I don't think it it will for the Oscars. I, I think know, I would not be surprised if it does get a Picture I think nomination that, at this point. Um, star, a good Star Wars film would almost negate giving Mad Max because I felt like they fell into the same. I think. The same kind of genre of film. After seeing this, I think Mad Max tries to be more of an artsy type of film that Mm -hmm. the Oscars would possibly look at. But I don't think, uh, I don't think Star Wars is going to get any of the nominations. Here, here would be an ultimate fu to George Lucas, as if they did nominate it for like a Best Picture, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and none of his other films ever. 
mm-hmm. were nominated in the best picture category, that would be a big fu too. To that, yeah, Man, I just Howard the Duck was robbed. I mean, I don't think <laughs> even if it if it was there, it's not an Academy type of film. No, it's, it's not. not it really what they're going to reward. And there's nothing really. So you know, when we look at best picture type stuff, we're looking at something that was like. Is this an important piece of film history? Is there mm-hmm. something really, truly different and unique about this? And if you were going to give it, it would have been Episode 4. Right. Episode 4, when it was released, was totally different. It came out at a time when the United States was in deep turmoil and that movies that were coming out were big downers. And so this was a huge, uplifting movie. It was something different that no one had ever seen before. Mm-hmm. We've seen six other Star Wars movies. We've yep. seen the Clone Wars. We've seen uh, uh, Rebels. Uh, right. So I don't know. I, I don't. Technical and below lighting, yes. Makeup, yes. Definitely makeup. I mean, it's going to win yes. some makeup awards. Yeah, but probably. Not in the top five. No, uh, no, I think you're right. Rotten Tomatoes still has this at ninety five percent. Mm-hmm. And that is very high. It is certified fresh already. <laughs> um, I was trying to see. Oh, that's all critics. So there you go. Uh, doesn't have audience ratings in there yet, but that will change mm-hmm. in the next 24 hours. No, that's all I had because, you know, it's something we've all been thinking about as we've heard murmurs of how good Star Wars is going to be. Mm-hmm. And you just have to think. And you, the the big criticism of the Oscars and the Academy is it's kind of a uppity bunch. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's definitely some good arguments to prefer that and how they really vote for things that are about them. If this was about a movie award, then this, it was, they would probably win. Um, but yeah, I just don't think this is the thing the Academy is going to yeah. reward with anything. Did this movie live up to its hype? Yes. 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 100%. <laughs> do you feel like any, I mean, again, I asked again, do you feel like it was spoiled? I think we spoiled more in this discussion than mm-hmm. we saw yeah. in anything before. No, yeah. not really. And not I mean, really. I took great precautions to not read anything the last week. True. But, but I don't think so I could have found anything that would have spoiled it. So knowing, so here's something that kind of um, surprised me. Two and a half years ago, maybe three years ago, someone tipped me off that said that, and they and I talked about it on, I think, the Major Spoilers podcast, and quite possibly, mm-hmm. I know I talked about it on the morning stream, where I said that this movie is going to focus on Luke Skywalker's lightsaber Hand. that he lost uh, mm-hmm. at the end of uh, Empire. Oh, yeah, I remember we talked about that. And the two characters trying to get it back to him. Mm-hmm. Not too far Not off. Not too far mm-hmm. off. No, you're right. It's, and when it is, especially when everyone heard that, we're like, oh, well, that's kind of lame. And then yeah. they actually... That, I mean, that could have been a, a really rough pitch yeah, yeah. of this film, and then it grew out of that. Yeah. And, uh, that's kind of what it is, and yeah. it kind of totally worked. Knowing that... Knowing that and I watched 15 trailers of this stuff, mm-hmm. and I kind of knew how certain things fit together, although the way they edited some of the pieces, like uh, when the Millennium Falcon slams into the snow, mm-hmm. the way that's edited in a lot of the trailers is Ray is behind the, uh, behind the wheel of the Falcon mm-hmm. when that happens. And so you're like, oh, okay, well, totally not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel confident enough that Disney has learned, Lucasfilm has learned from this PR experience that... I would say that all future films, maybe not Rogue, maybe not the the standalone movies, but the main chapter movies, I feel confident that you could watch every single trailer and have an idea of what the film is about, but mm-hmm. not have no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like after watching those fifteen bits that I was I felt spoiled on anything. Mm. Um, 
The only thing that I did find it was a spoiler was spoiled by Nerdist was uh, BB-8's Bill Hader and um, uh, Schwartz, <laughs> ben Schwartz. Uh, uh, involvement in his vocal recreation. Right. So, <laughs> which was awesome when you like, hey, look at BB-8's vocal yeah. dialogue. People, I'm I figured like, you would oh get a kick God. out of that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, and I felt like they kept a lot of stuff, even minimal stuff, close to yeah, it, yeah. to the to the thing because everyone, chest, I think yeah. everyone, I felt thought. Finn was going to be a Jedi, mm-hmm. and they totally mm-hmm. just kicked that to the curb. And it's yes. like, Ray, bust out your lightsaber, girl, because yes. we're going to kick some Raylo in. Uh, <laughs> that was great. Yeah, it was, it was wonderful. Uh, all right. So, are we just talking about Star Wars for the next year until the next one comes out? <laughs> sure. Actually, I think this is. I think this is actually our last um, uh, episode of 2015, because next week is yeah. Christmas, and we're not here for that, and that means that's it. So the only reason we'll do one is if somehow we both make it to a seventy millimeter yes. film, and then we'll then we'll do something. Yes, and I I think I will have with me on the road some capability of doing that. So okay, we'll if try it. somehow we'll, we'll we can do it, it out. But yeah, yeah. That, this will definitely be the at this point the last Zach on film for twenty fifteen. Yeah, it's been a good year. It's been a different year. It has been very different. Be the summer of Zach, and by that I mean Zach summer Zach on film summer movie special. That's yes. what we called it. That was good <laughs> yeah. fun. It was. We saw yeah. a lot. This is um, the end of the Zacon film summer movie special. I feel like this is the perfect way to end oh, this year. Let me ask you this. How What's much up? money is this going to make before the movie draft ends? Ooh, Over when's at it end? Uh, Frog Pants. When's it end? I think February. Ooh, before February? Will it? The, the domestic? Magic, the ma- yeah, it's only domestic. Yeah. What's um, the mat? What does it need to get? Internationally, overall, I have heard that Disney will only consider the success if it makes $1.5 billion in its initial first run. Ooh, so before like, before they do seconds? Well, no, I just... Yeah. Just to, for them to consider it a sex, $1.5 billion. This was also another uh, Wall Street Journal article about um, the movie today. Uh, that would even put it above Avatar? That would put it above... Well, puts it above Jurassic Park, which is the biggest moneymaker at the moment, I believe, right? With inflation? I believe so. Well, just well, no. for inflation, that's still... Uh, yeah, down the wind. But I thought... Uh, Right now, Avatar has the top. Maybe. No, Avengers broke the Avatar yeah, record. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Jurassic yeah, Avengers. World, Jurassic, and Jurassic World broke, oh, did it? broke the Avengers. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize it happened. So, so, do you think it'll hit, do you think internationally, everything overall, do you think it'll hit $1.5 billion before February? For February. Yes. Uh, yeah. Will it yes. be the fastest movie to break a billion dollars? Yes. What is the fastest? Wasn't it? Jurassic was World, it Jurassic is, the World? World? is the fastest one to break a billion dollars. Well, did it be... It Furious beat, it beat, Seven or whatever that was, because I thought it would. It had the record. No. I thought Harry Potter had the record. No, no, no. no, no. Furious Seven, Seven was very, very did fast. A fast record this year. Um, <laughs> f- yeah. uh, this movie will, yes, by February it will be. Well, I don't know by February, but I, it'll be the highest grossing film of all time. Uh, as of Sun- let's see, what is this? This is April twenty first, two thousand fifteen. Yeah, uh, Fast and Furious Seven becomes fastest film to make a billion dollars. Then Jurassic World sets a record for fastest climb to a billion. So it's Jurassic World. Yeah, I think it's gonna make it. Yeah. Oh, oh it's gonna break all the records. Yes. It'll be. It's the Star highest Wars grossing, and, and it's good. Nothing else will ever beat it. Yeah. Well, until like inflation takes over and it'll be like crazy. Yeah. Uh, it will. Make a hundred or a hundred one point six what is the five record? billion. Uh, it's just a billion right now. Is Jurassic World? Wow, uh, I don't know what the final. Total, let me look at box, box office, office mojo. Because you know everyone was always talking. Could Avengers two like hit two billion? 
I thought yeah. it would. Yeah. I really thought it was going to hit $2 billion. And then we saw it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so right now, Jurassic World is sitting at $1.6 billion. Uh, this will go uh, this 1.75. This actually could do $2 billion. Yeah, I, no, honestly, I billion that, think what, that number is conservative. I think it hits $2 billion. Do you think that... Do you think that there's enough rewatchability that people... Because I asked, asked today on Twitter, I asked a lot of people, how many times do you think you're going to go see yeah. this movie? Some people, like Bruce said, once. There are other people that says, I know I'm going to see it at least three times for kind of the same yeah. reason you did. And some people said, oh yeah, I'm definitely seeing this eight. <laughs> Honestly, I could, I've never gone to a movie more than twice in a theater and... I will probably. I'm honestly. We know you're I would doing have it no, for three. I would honestly watch this movie five times in the theaters without Easily. even. Do you think an that eye. there's going to be that many people that will go see it three times? If I will, then yeah, I think so. I, I think there's a reasonable chance that this is going to get a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of return. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, seats. Well, I guess we'll That's find me. out. Let's yeah. see. Yeah. We know that the movie has already made over a hundred million dollars just in early <laughs> early ticket sales. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, because I, I think this movie is pushing multiple avenues harder, like uh, opening, 2D, 3D, IMAX. Opening night already at 14 million worldwide. As yeah, that, of, that might even as of this as of yeah. this recording, it's already 14 million worldwide. And that seems low because I felt that IMAX was like this is like an hour after. Oh, okay, this so is it's, just, it's, it's not counting. This is just like the initial ticket sales plus so, tonight. So it's not even. Oh, okay, you know, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I was trying to think of what the IMAX record was, and it's really not that much. Yeah, so, and that's just the tickets that are turned yeah. in tonight. Yeah, right, we right. We know that $100 million t- dollars have already, it's already right. reached that. Yeah. And which has busted those pre-sale records, right. too, so. Yeah, well, that was the thing. I mean, it broke so many pre-sale records and IMAX records just right out of the gate two months before mm-hmm. it was even available to watch. Which is just the crazy part. Film landed on Wednesday in twelve international markets, generating fourteen point mm-hmm. one million, including five point two in France, two million in Italy, and another one point seven in Sweden. It arrives in thirty-two more international markets today. Yeah. Um, but, 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 but I'm trying to see what they're forecasting. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna really depend how big China goes, which is really the factor of a lot of the big money things now with how big its its markets growing. That is gonna. If it like hits China hard, which I think they just correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure they just showed the original movies for the first time in like a sanctioned theater. Oh, really? Leading up to this, because hmm. they did a big thing at the Great Wall. They brought all these stormtroopers down and lined it, and it was like a big yeah. thing. And I think they like just started showing those for the first time mm-hmm. legally through the government. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think two billion's not out of the question. It's interesting, this article, and I would point everybody to go read boxofficemojo.com and look for the article called Forecast Star Wars The Force Awakens. Will uh, box office records feel the force? They're asking it. They're postulating that the movie, will it make $100 million in a single day, saying that no movie has ever made $100 million in a single day. Jurassic World resulted in $81.9 million on opening day. Avengers Age of Ultron was $84 million. Um, but it dropped... Jurassic World earned the opening weekend record. Uh, Force Awakens. Let's say for a second that Force Awakens becomes the first film to bring in 100 million on Friday. If it follows Jurassic World Saturday and Sunday, drops 15 and 17 percent. We're looking at 254 million dollar weekend. Oh crap! Yeah. So we'll see what happens. And see, this movie, I think, 
it plays on nostalgia more yeah. Yeah. than Jurassic Park, Jurassic World does, even though there's a lot of nostalgia for that. Uh, this film is going to... It, I don't see anyone who doesn't go this watch is, this. This has two generations of nostalgia going right. for it. It's going well, to bank. I mean, plus you start a third generation on this. Yeah. yeah. And actually, you're looking at four generations because my mm-hmm. parents went... My parents were Zach's age when um, the first Star Wars movie came out, and I was six at the time. So you got my parents who are still wanting to go see this movie. Right. So you've got at least four generations. You've got my parents, me, your guys' generation, Mm -hmm. and then my kids who are interested in seeing this. Right. So there's enough... There's a generation between us and your kids. Well, not... Not not Zach, not me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But Brian and I easily. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Prediction here from Box Office Mojo is $231 million opening weekend. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's just going to destroy. It's going to be insane. Well, what a great way to end the year. Thank everyone for joining us around this table first off. And then you for listening to Zach on Film. Like Stephen and Rob said earlier, you can use the Amazon link over at com to get that great book of art for The Force Awakens. Not very much. It's not going to cost you any extra. It'll help Major Spoilers. As we move into 2016 with a whole other year of content to create for you, I think it will be a fabulous one. You're going to be want to be along for the ride. We're hitting 10 years. Woo-woo! All right, so that's it. Go watch The Force Awakens, everyone. We'll see you next year with more Zach on Film. This podcast is copyright 2015 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. Hey Houston, Con's prices are invincible. That means prices have been cut low, as in amazingly low, as in won't be beat. In fact, we're backing it up with our low price guarantee. Invincible prices on appliances, furniture, electronics, mattresses, and more. Not invincible enough for you? How about free next day delivery on appliances, TVs, and mattresses? And payment options for everyone, whether you have good credit or building it. Visit Con's today and find out what invincible feels like.